Welcome to Time Out with the School of Sports Sciences in the WVU College of Applied Human Sciences. This is the third in a series of episodes where we will explore innovation in schools, engage with the lived experience of others, and consider ways digital technologies can challenge our thinking, enhance our practices, and help us develop as teachers and leaders. Effective leaders recognize that implementing change requires a heightened awareness of the dynamic and interrelated factors that can influence the success of change efforts. Managing planned changes, such as adding new digital tools and educational technologies to health and physical education settings, can seem especially daunting if there is not sufficient capacity to carry out the plan. In this case, we are referring to capacity as resources, skill, and knowledge, systems and procedures, and organizational culture, values, and norms. All three dimensions of capacity greatly influence change efforts. No single dimension outweighs the other. However, in light of planned changes for technology implementation, we ask teachers, teacher educators, and professionals in the field of physical education what strategies they use to build capacity to acquire new digital tools and enhance their knowledge and skills of related tools. Their responses help illustrate the value of stewarding limited resources within education budgets and proactively seeking funds and resources to support change and innovation. Listen as educators from across the country pull back the curtain to reveal some of their strategies for building capacity and advocating for change in their health and physical education programs. If you're looking for the physical tool itself, I strongly encourage you to look at the the title funds that are out there Mm -hmm. that ESSA Mm -hmm. provides because schools have them and you just need to go ask, especially when it comes to technology. Everybody can have technology in their classroom. You just need that. that, That's just all part of that, that funding. And you just have to be the squeaky wheel. You cannot be you just have to make sure you're going to the superintendent, going to your principal, letting them know the value that you you see in that. So take advantage of those dollars that are out there. Many times a school has them and, and they just it's not it's not the administrator's fault. They just may not be thinking of it. They have so much on their plate and obviously their focus tends to be, you know, on math, language arts, that sort of thing. But and, and so rather than continuing to funnel all the money into that direction and having surpluses there, get get your, yourself to a board meeting, talk to your superintendent, make sure that your voice is being heard and that you take advantage of those dollars. If you need the physical tool, then look to Title I funds of ESSA funds. You might have to go to a school board to let them know the value of the program or project. A common barrier reported by teacher leaders in implementing change is limited funds and shoestring budgets. Dr. Jennifer Krauss, a teacher educator and researcher, encourages teachers to connect with educational technology specialists in your school to see what technology funds exist and if those funds are available for use in health and physical education classrooms. I got really interested and, you know, worked a lot with that specialist in my school. I found that while the PE budget was next to nothing, <laughs> there was a very hefty tech budget. And that the tech specialist was like, we have all this money. Like, 
that we can purchase tech for different programs. And at first she was surprised that PE would want or need any tech, but uh, we convinced her to get us a class set of like, uh, not iPads, those didn't exist yet, (laughs) a class set of laptops. So we could use those, we could bring them into, I also taught health. So um, we could bring those into the health classroom and students could all have one to use while, you know, in a lesson and do some stuff in the classroom with them. And that was really big at the time to be able to access that, to know that they're like, they never would have come to me and said, hey, we have this money you can use. I had to go to them. She emphasizes, sometimes the money is sitting in your school. You just need to find out where it is. And it's probably in the tech budget. Dr. Seth Jenny, a teacher educator and instructional technology specialist, advises teachers to consider building capacity for technology integration by expanding the potential reach and impact of the tools through cross-curricular partnerships and interdisciplinary programming. I think some strategies are what other types of um, curricular uh, objectives can be met outside of physical education to make this a cross-curricular type of request. So connect with the math teacher, connect with the reading teacher, connect with any other type of teacher at the school, especially the one with the big mouth that, you know, is a squeaky wheel and connect with that person and get them on board and tell them why they can maybe use this technology as well as you can use it in health or physical education. Um, There'll be, so if you're killing more than, you know, one bird with the stone, then they're more likely to, uh, an administrator want to set aside money toward that. And, And the focus is what will this technology do, not what it is. Others have found success with alternative sources, such as private, public, or educational foundations, professional association grant programs, and even corporate sponsorship. We learned like, you know, through some investigating, at the time, Coca-Cola was giving away pedometers. I wanna say this maybe 2005-ish. And they said, any, you know, anyone who fills out the form gets as many pedometers as you ask for for your school. So we got 2000 pedometers for our school for free. And, you know, the things that we did with that, it motivated students. They learned how to track their activity. We did student class versus class versus staff challenges. We walked across the state of Virginia, you know, we chart, you know, mapped it out and all, it was just, it was like this new exciting thing that got everybody to move and be excited about physical activity. And, you know, now if we say pedometer, it's kind of like old, right? Yeah, but sure. There are new, there are current versions of that in different types of activity trackers that could work in the same kind of way. A lot of districts up here now have educational foundations also that you can apply for grants through. So those educational foundations up here are pretty lucrative and you really do have a lot of a lot of opportunity there. It may not be the best, but boy, I'll tell you what, once I found the answer, so to speak, and got that for received the first grant, I kind of understood, okay, this is how the writing needs to be. And then it's just almost repetitive 
but you just keep applying for the different grants. And if you're not a Title I school, IAFERD, of course, IAFERD offers, mm-hmm. and most state, many state associations offer grants. Even our Northeastern District of IAFERD, we offer grants. Um, we just gave away almost $5,000 worth of grants in our last grant cycle. So, and that was uh, five recipients. So those grants are available if there are things that you want to purchase, whether it's technology related or non-technology related. We have a a big section in our textbook about uh, trying to acquire grants to assist with that. And that really depends on the purpose of the grant that you're applying for, but making sure that whatever the application says for the grant that you specifically address everything that's listed as to what that grant is for in your grant application and you know throw the word stem in there and you'll be good to go other professionals advocate strongly for acquiring technology without spending considerable amounts in fact they promote free when possible Becky Fulmer suggests that there are plenty of free, high-quality digital tools for teachers. When it comes to new tools, one of the things we really try to do is if we share a new tool on our apps page, for example, we make sure that it's free or at least it has a free option that is of high enough quality to make it worth your time to learn the tool. because you're going to have an investment of time in learning that tool. And you don't want to just be able to like create two files and then you can't use it anymore without paying. So uh, we only share things that you can do a lot with it for nothing. Um, and and it's that's just very important to me because I just feel like a lot of people do not have that financial support to be able to purchase these various um, tools, but there are plenty of tools out there that offer, fan, you know, Edpuzzle is a great example. It offers, you, you get to use the whole thing um, all the way up through, uh, I think it's 20 Edpuzzles. Well, that's a lot, you know, heck, you can, you know, delete one and, and use another one if you need to. So, that's plenty to do a lot with that tool. Mm-hmm. And um, what I love is you, it's not like you just get part of it, you get everything in it. And so that's what we really try to do is test all those things out and see what um, Flipgrid is another one that gives you a lot um, without having to pay. And so that's really important to us. I'm like one of those people that I do everything for free. So I don't really pay for anything. Um, The only thing we pay for is our website and extra Google storage so that I can share everything for our website. Um, But as far as things that, uh, that, that might be worth it, in my opinion, like to a school, for example, Hapara is an excellent tool for being able to monitor what kids are doing on their Chromebook and ensure that they're actually accomplishing the task they need to accomplish. So tools like Hapara, GoGuardian, those are things you're, you're, you're probably going to need to invest in to really do a good job of making sure that, you know, that students are doing what they're supposed to be doing on their, on their devices. 
other than that, honestly, I just feel like you can do everything for free. Um, I, you know, I really encourage people to use the Google platform. I mean, there's just so many people invest in things like, as an example, I'll just say Comic Life. They buy Comic Life. I can do everything, almost every single thing that you can do in Comic Life, I can do on slides. Um, and, and so, and it's something that's shareable. Like I can't share Comic Life unless somebody else has a Comic Life, you know, has paid for Comic Life, but I can share slides and people can edit them and what have you. So for me, again, I just try to do everything for free. Um, if there is anything that I, you know, that I would want to ever pay for, um, I definitely research it really well. I check with schools that are using it, et cetera. But I, gift creation i don't pay for that i mean a lot of people do pay for like uh you know image player one of the and i know some of those that have a free version that's decent as well but i'm just i'm just uh i'm just all about you know teachers don't make that much money as it is so let's figure out how we can do exactly what we need to do and and not have to pay for it Dr. Tyler Goad and Ms. Crystal Williams suggest that finding free, refurbished, or even offering to pilot test technologies in your classroom can be cost-effective strategies to implementing new digital tools. So the first thing I did, uh, I know the first tech that I really knew I wanted to adopt was, because I had to overcome 2011, like not everyone having a smartphone, right? Um, so I remember I got a grant for refurbished iPod touches, because um, I could get iPod touches at like $95 a crack instead of you know, brand new out of the box for whatever they're selling for at the time, probably 300 plus. Um, so one thing I would tell, you know, I can still tell my students today and tech classes, it's like, you know, you can, you know, you look for some refurbished stuff, but it would make that dollar go further if you are to get a grant. Uh, can it do like the same type of thing? Um, next thing I do is I really search you know, a lot on the software side of things. Oftentimes, you know, search for things that are free to test out with. Now you kind of feel weary of that a lot more now. Uh, because, you know, usually if it's free, like, you know, then you're the product, right? Uh, so what kind of data are they kind of harvesting that from the students? Like, why is that free? You got to be a little more cautious about that uh, now. But it, it can give you a platform, you know, to test out yourself and say, hey, is this going to be worthy of an investment, uh, you know, from my school to use, uh, use or not? Um, so those two things, you know, either grant or I search for things that are free and then see, you know, it's worth the kind of equipment budget uh, investment would kind of be the things I would, my advice would be. Find something that's free, because if you find something you like, go and see if, if there's a free version of that uh, program. If there is not, ask the people, can you test it out for free first <laughs> before you purchase it? You know, because a lot of time you can reach out to these companies and they're like, yes, you know, they want to let you test it out to see if you want to buy it. Uh, ask other people, have they used it? Because I'm on Twitter. I'll go on there. Have you used this before? Because I don't want to spend my money on something and it's not meeting the requirements that I'm looking for. Another champion for free is Dr. Chad Killian. Dr. Killian provides an alternative perspective as he suggests advocating for policy change that would allow students to bring their own devices into educational settings. I'm a big fan of free, <laughs> free and easy. So, you know, first of all, look what the app, what apps are available. Of course, you, you might need hardware to sort of use them, but then, you know, is that an issue where you need to buy 20 iPads or is that an issue where you can talk to your administrator about changing policy to allow students to bring their own devices if they have them? So I think there are ways that we can sort of advocate for 
free use or, or, or policy change to allow free use of these tools. Thanks again for taking time out with the School of Sports Sciences in the WVU College of Applied Human Sciences. That wraps up our three-part series exploring innovation in digital technology as teachers and leaders. To keep up with future episodes and to reach out to us, visit cahs.wvu.edu. Stay active and be well.